Hey guys, welcome back to the trough. Tonight I'm going to be talking about the armor of God. Um, I, I felt very pushed by this, by, by, by God to, to speak on this tonight. I'll let you know, like, like today I, I spent a lot of my, a lot of my uh, afternoon and evening reading. I actually sat at Barnes & Noble tonight for about three, three and a half hours, and uh, I read all the way through Leviticus, and let me tell you, I am just beyond thankful for for Jesus <laughs> after reading that. Um, all the different sacrifices and different uh, offerings, the burnt offerings, you know, like like the grain offerings, the drink offerings, all of it is just so complex and crazy. I can totally understand why the law was so messed up all the time back then. But I am just thankful for Jesus that, that I am not bound and constricted to the law like they were, that he was the great sacrifice for us. Um, it was really interesting, though. Definitely a little mind-numbing. Took some, took some coffee to get through something like that. Uh, but now I'm here. Uh, I I had a nice a nice long prayer time and, and connection with God tonight. It really it really implored me to to go back in my notes because this is going back um, from a Bible study I did back in early March about the armor of God, and uh, at that time I didn't quite understand the armor of God like I do now and like I did after really studying it. Uh, at that time, I kind of I kind of viewed it more as words on a paper. That, that it was something that I just prayed for, and it was like God was just gonna do it for me. It was like like your mother tying your shoes for you, like that. That's what it was. Like it was like a guardian or someone tying your shoes for you, and and then everything was fine and dandy. You're good. You're good um, to go off on your day. It was just words, words on a paper. You know, whatever. But it's really, it really is so much more. And it really took a breakthrough for me to to understand that. And I remember at this time in my life, um, I, I could feel it because I was I was praying for it. I was reading, reading through gospels, reading through the epistles, and I really, I really wanted it. It was something that that was strong in my mind, and I was praying about it. And I was starting to dig, and I was starting to dig, and really look into things. And this is, I was really examining scripture at this point. And I was just, I remember, I remember, I felt on edge. Like, I just, I knew a breakthrough was coming. You know, when you when you feel it, you know it's coming. You know it's right there. And you start to cling even, even closer to the faith, because the sin and the temptation are just getting so strong. And I remember I was sitting, I got down, I was crying out about it, and I was like, asking him to, to take this, take this temptation from me, like to make it stop, and um, without hesitation, I was given an answer on how to do it, and I was given the wisdom, the the knowledge to understand the scripture. And he really opened my eyes to it. He, he took the crust off my eyes and helped me really understand what was going on with the armor of God. And I I know like the enemy was doing everything possible to prevent me from putting it on. And spreading the truth about it, talking to you guys about it, talking to other people about it, wherever I may be, because I personally, personally feel the armor of God. I can tell a complete difference when I don't start my day in prayer, and putting it on, putting it. And clearly, you know, you can't put it on physically, but spiritually, putting the armor of God on is so important, especially in the day like today, where we're facing so much evil in the world. 
Um, and Christians are getting such backlash right now with everything going on in the political world also. It is so important that every day we put the armor of God on and that we keep the peace of God on our hearts um, and, and stay in, uh, keeping his integrity, you know, keeping that code that we follow that I talked about last week. Um, it's just, it, it is very important. And tonight I want to really break it down. I'm going to break down scripture and I'm going to push us in a direction where we can fully understand because everyone can understand a helmet, a belt, a, a, a righteousness, like the, the breastplate, a sword, what it all looks like, what it all is like, you know, what it can do. But I'm going to really give you uh, a, a good explanation to how Paul is envisioning it. He, he's seeing it because he was living during the time of the Romans. Um, and that's what he compares it to, his Roman armor. So if you haven't, I encourage you know, like while we're talking here, you know, maybe look up a picture of what Roman armor looked like. It'll give you an even greater idea to understanding what the armor of God truly looks like in the in in the eyes of Paul, who wrote this letter to Ephesians. Um, our, our our foundational text today is going to be uh, actually from one Peter five eight. Uh, and I'm going to read it. It's, it's, it reads, uh, Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. And that's something that that we really have to understand as Christians, that we need, we, we can't just rely on our own strength, our own might, to overcome the sin, the temptation, because we're always going to fall short. Even when you don't think you're sinning, there's probably something that you that is swept under the carpet that you don't even realize. It's more of a, a deconstruction moment, if you will, where you're gonna one day you're, you're gonna be doing something not realizing it's bad, and then all of a sudden the next day you're gonna read about it and you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that I was doing that. I was participating in that. It's gonna it's gonna uh, break down how you viewed things, and it's gonna rebuild it in, in a new light and help you grow even stronger in faith. But this this verse right here, this this verse um, in one in one Peter here is be sober minded, be watchful. So we we have to be, um, and this is more than just being sober, like alcohol intoxication kind of stuff. We have to be be alert, be be watchful. Um, to be sober is you know you can clearly think you're not cloudy, you're not being influenced by anything else. You're being sober-minded. Your mind is, is stuck in, in the way of Jesus. You're being Christ-like. You're staying, you're, you can think clearly without any, any problem. And we have to be to watchful, to be alert. Because our adversary, our enemy, the, the, the foe, the devil is prowling around like a roaring lion. And roaring lions are not something you want to you wanna mess with. Just like... Jesus is compared to the Lion of Judah. He was the lamb that was slain, but he's coming back as a Lion of Judah. He's the Lion of Judah now. You don't want to mess with a roaring lion. And the devil's walking around like a roaring lion. He's, he's trying everything he can to devour someone, to, to break them down and make them feel hopeless and make them feel like there's no way out. Today we're going to fight that. We're going we're gonna to equip ourselves with, uh, with Scripture. We're going to equip ourselves with the armor of God and understanding what it means how to actually visualize it, because I don't know about you, I'm a very visual person, and, and how to move forward, growing in faith, growing in, in, in strength um, to, to fight sin, temptation, and the enemy. 
So this is a foundational text today because this is this is why we need to understand what Ephesians six ten through eighteen the armor of God and reads about. Um, even though that is what a, the 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 main rest of everything is going to be kind of focused towards, I wanted to really start with this one so we understood why we need the armor of God so so bad. I just want to take a moment and pray real quick. And, and with that, I want to say, Father God, thank you for, for bringing us all together. Uh, we, we pray that we have a, a true encounter with you and your goodness today, your grace, your mercy. We thank you for it, for it all. We thank you for, for Jesus, for, for your sacrifice on the cross, what you did to set us free to, so that we don't have to be stuck and feel like there's no way out of sin and temptation. Uh, we thank you for your, your word, for your scripture that is all breathed by you. We pray that you give us ears to hear you and a heart to change, a heart of humility and love to change and grow um, in, in faith. Uh, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So now I want to drive us right into the armor of God in Ephesians six ten through 18. And I'm going to read it here first. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not rush, wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand firm, stand therefore having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth, boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. So we're going to start all the way at the beginning here. Um, and it tells us right off the bat, Paul's telling us, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. So this is a... Right away, correlate that in your mind, uh, Philippians 4.13. You know, we're relying not on our own strength. We're relying on the strength of Christ. Um, and then he's he's telling us to put on the whole armor of God um, so that we can stand against the schemes of the devil. At the time it was written, he was talking about Rome, talking about the evil that Rome was, was pouring out towards uh, Christians. Um, but it's also, he's telling us, you know, be strong. We can't stand on against stand against uh, superhuman powers, relying on our own strength. So so call on call on the Lord, and and He will supply us with the strength we need. And that strength comes through prayer. Um, so then it goes on now even further. Uh, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities against cosmic powers, present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil and the heavenly places. So we're not only we're, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. Flesh and blood can only do so much to us. 
that if we've put our, our, our trust in Jesus and we've accepted him in as our Lord and Savior, there's only the flesh and blood can take can take our breath. But at the end of the day, we have so much more waiting for us in the next life. That that killing us here, you can kill our flesh, but you're never gonna be able to kill our spirits. There's only one man that's, that can kill our souls, um, and that that's God. So now we're gonna we're gonna get into into the armor of God here. And we gotta stand firm in it, we gotta stand upright, stand stand strong in it. And we're gonna start with the belt of truth. And the truth is uh, the a, like a belt. A belt is at the center of of your of your outfit. Um, and the belt a belt holds up holds up your pants, you know, so so you don't they don't fall down and you don't trip and look like a fool. And that's what the, that's what our adversary, our foe, our enemy, um, that's what he wants out of us. He wants us to make us look like a fool. He wants us to doubt our salvation, to to make us unconvert. He wants us to, to doubt ourselves, to doubt God, make him, make us ask why walk in so we walk away from him. He wants us to look like a fool. He wants us to to think we're living this to, to we're living this Christian life and then all of a sudden we mess up and then we mess up and people are like, oh, so you're not really Christian. And that's all they see. He wants us to, to make a fool. He wants to make a fool out of ourselves. But if we've got the belt of truth at the center of our armor, it's going to be like a firm foundation. And John 17, 17 says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So our, our truth is Jesus. Jesus is our truth. Our truth is the scripture. Um, you, you know, like when, when Jesus is talking to Pontius, um, prior to his his crucifixion, he says. Pilate even asks him, "What is truth?" And, and Jesus, Jesus, prior to that, tells him that anyone who follows me follows truth. Um, but Scripture is our truth, and and we need to we need to keep that at our center, keep that at our core, just like a, the center is is good for our balance. Um, it, it's good for it's going to hold our hold our our uniform up. It's going to hold our, our our battle ready pants up to to fight also, against. Now, like God. I said, we are talking about uh, Romans here. Um, so their belts also held their weapons. So that's where we are also storing our our sword. We're, we're storing the sword of the spirit. Um, might I say too? I, I forgot to add this in at the beginning here that. We have actually everything in this is uh, very, very defensive. Um, this is all our defense, how we're defending ourselves against attacks. Everything can be used for defense. But our two offensive weapons are the sword of the spirit and the pr and the prayer. Um, so that the belt of the truth, uh, that is that is your first line of defense in the armor of God. It's actually one of the most important, probably. Because that right there is going to hold everything up. If you ain't got truth holding you up, you ain't got truth around your waist, you are going to stumble. You're going to fall continuously until you put it there and get that belt locked in. The next part of our uniform, our, our, our armor, is the breastplate of righteousness. And to, to understand that uh, righteousness, uh, we were made by the blood of Jesus, by believing in Him, we are made righteous before God. Righteous, not right-ish. Uh, 
by, by being made right, we're made true, we're made morally good, we're made correct before God, we're made, we're justified before him. And justified, I heard, I can't remember his last name, he's a, a preacher, his name's Isaiah. Um, he, the one time I heard him talking about it, and he said, justified, the way he likes to think about it is just if I never sinned before. That is what, what the blood of blood of Christ does. It covers all the mud in our life. Um, and so we are, our, our breastplate of righteousness is, uh, it, it allows us to, to keep the righteousness of Christ, which is found in Philippians, Philippians 3, 9. Um, righteousness is found in Christ, not ourselves, not self-righteousness. Our righteousness comes from Christ. Our moral code, our our, our our faithfulness, everything, it comes right right from Christ. So uh, the breastplate of righteousness is going to protect our heart. Um, it's going to protect our chest, our, our lungs, our breathing. It's going to protect everything up in that upper body area to keep us pu pushing and, and, and fighting against the enemy. Um, because our righteousness, you know, we're forever made right with God by, by the righteousness from faith in Christ. So that righteousness is going to deflect all of the, the attacks from Satan. It's going to all attack all the attacks from, from all the dark forces that are coming to take away and make us doubt that, that we are truly saved, that we are truly protected by, by God. The next part of the, the armor of God is the gospel of peace. And this one was a little confusing to me at first until I really dug into it. Um, and sorry if I'm talking fast. I don't really want to keep you guys. I try to make every episode about 30 minutes long. Try not to go any longer. This one's probably going to end up a lot longer. So going to put that out there also now. Probably should have done that at the beginning. Um, but the gospel pieces are shoes. Uh, the Roman shoes were called Caligo. Caligo or Caligo, something like that. Not really good in that. Uh, and... Those shoes allowed the Romans to go over like different surfaces and their feet were protected. So it didn't matter if they were on sand, dirt, grass, rocks, whatever it was, their feet were protected to go over the surfaces they, they needed to go over. And the gospel of peace is, we're called to be peacemakers, um, but the gospel of peace is going to carry us through life. Uh, like like Jesus said, he didn't come here to bring world peace. He came here actually to divide. He came here with like a sword to divide. He's giving us peace of heart. He's giving us peace in this life because no peace can be found on this earth. It's going to be made in the new heavens and the new earth. We're going to experience true peace. Um, but for, for now, the shalom that we have, the peace that we have comes from uh, the gospel, comes from Christ. And that's going to carry us through life. And it's going to help us to spread that. Uh, everyone's looking for, for peace, especially in the days like today. Everybody wants peace. Everyone, everyone's sick of fighting. Everyone's worn out at this point. Uh, but let it be. Let us find, find peace in Christ and not, not someone else, not something else. Uh, but, but like the gospel of peace is our shoes. Uh, it's going to equip us to travel long and far. And over rough, rough roads, rough terrain, to to carry to carry the gospel for others. And a good example of, of that is actually like in Romans eight eighteen. 
because though we though we suffer, I'll read it to you. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Uh, like I said, Romans eight eighteen. Paul's writing about that, and our sufferings now, the things we're going to endure, the persecution we're going to go through, the mocking, the scoffing, and, and it seems like it's only beginning to really increase uh, the way that the world is going. So, the, the sufferings we're going through, the gospel of peace is going to remind us that, that this world hated him first. So it's going to hate us too. That, that by choosing Christ, we have to, we denied the worldly ways, we denied the worldly culture, the social aspects of it all. We don't, we don't conform to the, to the ideologies of the world, like, like love is love. And, and that's just one example. There's so many more out there that, that we should not be conforming to. And that's the, the gospel of peace is going to, is going to shift our, our eyes above, shift us to where our redemption comes from. It's going gonna, it's gonna to carry us through our suffering, the persecution of being excluded from everything in this world. Um, because it reminds us that, yes, this life sucks. Yes, <laughs> this life, this life is going to be tough. This life is going to be hard. Um, but, but it does not compare. It's not worth giving up on Jesus. It's not worth giving up on our faith. Because the glory that's going to be revealed to us one day is so much greater than anything this world could ever give you. And if you're not, if you're if you're not a believer in Christ, or you you don't need, you don't really know where you stand yet, I I truly truly I know this is it's gonna sound weird, but that verse alone, this world is only gonna give you rags and riches. Uh, rags, really, actually, this world is gonna give you rags. You can be a millionaire, but if you don't got God, what is it to you? You're going to die. Everyone dies. Everyone dies at some point. But but if you got Christ, you're only going to you're going to die once and you're going to live live beautiful, blissful, peaceful, happy life where there's no tears, no sorrow anymore. Why be a millionaire and sad when you could be a millionaire in heaven and happy? And by a millionaire, I mean, you know, rich in the treasures that he has stored up for us, not actual physical money. Um, but that, that was a, a crazy tangent I just went off on. But the gospel of peace, let me get back on track. Gospel of peace is going to carry you through life. Let it always be. It's so important to have scripture written on your heart, scripture written on your mind, to constantly remind you in times of doubt, in times of fear, in times of, of sorrow, anxiety, whatever it may be that is attacking you, that you don't need to go through that. Christ has overcame it. He's been through it all. He's suffered the same things we are. He's been tempted the same way we have, and he did it perfect. He is our he is our living example to of who to cling to and how to walk this faith. Um, and this the armor of God is going to help us so much more in our fight against the sin and temptation that we face. The next part of of our defensive strategy against. Uh, sin and temptation is is the shield of faith. And to understand a shield of faith, you got to understand more of, like I said, how the Romans' shields were. Uh, a Roman shield it was it was massive. 
it was like two foot by four foot or somewhere around those dimensions. Um, and it was just, it was huge. It was a big one. They could hide behind it. They had all kinds of crazy tactics and military tactics of how like they'd lay their shields down in front and lay shields over top so that the arrows couldn't come down on them. And they, they used to move in formations like that. The Romans were beasts of, of, of people. They were crazy militants. Um, but what they would do is they would, they would wipe or wet their shields down before going into battle. And this is really interesting. I had no idea about this till, like I said, I really dove into scripture. And they used to wet them down so that when the, when, back then they dipped their arrows in oil and light them on fire. And then they, they'd throw fiery, or fire, uh, fiery arrows at each other. So by having your shield wet, your wooden shield wouldn't catch a blaze and then it wouldn't cause a fire in your unit. So our shield of faith now, I'm not telling you, you know, like wet yourself down and you're going to get like that's <laughs> I'm not talking literal. I'm talking now spiritual here. Our shield of faith is massive and our shield of faith is, is anointed and it's, it's, got the living water on it. It's got our, our, the faith in, in the living water of Jesus who, who gives us the living water is, is on that to, to extinguish all those those fiery arrows. Because, the, and, and it's another thing too to remember, is he strikes from a distance. Um, and he's going to hit you unexpectedly. He's going to look for the little gap in the armor that he can hopefully squeeze it through that your shield isn't covering that, you know, you forgot to tug your breastplate over on that left shoulder a little bit to, uh, today. And now your shoulder's exposed and it's about to get hit. He's looking for that little spot. He's looking to, to put that thing on your Instagram feed. He's looking that when you're scrolling through Snapchat stories, an ad's going to pop up. He's looking, he's looking for, for that to, to ruin a co-worker's day so they can try and ruin your day. He's looking for all those ways to get at you to, to make you step out of line to to fall into sin and that kind of aspect. And if we got the armor of God on tight and, and we and we were holding to to what to our foundation of, of truth and the gospel of peace and our faith, that arrow's not gonna always squeeze through. But there are gonna be times and everyone goes through them. I don't want everyone. Everyone is suffering at the same time. The whole Christian body is all experiencing the same thing. So never feel like you're alone in your sufferings. You never feel like you're alone in the sins and temptations you're fighting. Uh, if you need help, please, please contact me. Please contact, get in and get in touch with a pastor that, uh, at your church or and some friends of some sort. Do what you need to because you are not alone in this fight. We all are going through it. Um. But when, the, when these temptations do get through, uh, it, it sets things ablaze. And anyone who's got the spirit living inside them knows what that means. You know that, first off, he calls you by your sin. God calls us by our names. The enemy calls us by our sin. When we are about to, when, when we're getting in an argument, someone's provoking us, we're sitting there. Knowing very well, like we start, we start getting on fire. You know, you feel it in your chest. Your chest kind of like burns right away. 
And just like that, that is like like our lust, our, our pride, our anger, our gluttony, whatever it may be that, that drives you crazy. We all got that one thing that's really going to set you on fire. And when that arrow strikes, it's going to light you ablaze. And uh, we, it, it, it's going to, that's what, that's what he's looking for. He's looking to set everything ablaze. And then once you're on fire, it's hard to extinguish it. But the best way to extinguish it, and it's not impossible. The best way to do it is to believe what God says out of faith. Not just believe what he says. That's where it starts. But when he tells you you are forgiven, when he tells you I don't like I, I don't like my haughty eyes, um, don't don't have that, don't don't be doing, don't be lying, don't be stealing, don't be killing, whatever whatever you're going through. Don't be swearing like that. Don't don't have that profane language. Um, whatever it is, know you're forgiven. But he wants you to turn from that. But that's going to be in the next episode. But we're not going to talk about that right now. But believe what God says in faith. Have faith that he said it. He's a man of his word. He meant it. And get back in the fight. Get lastly, back up on my, your feet. My, my last piece of advice on that one too is to not believe that any sin is going to satisfy you more than the obedience to God, to the obedience to, to the Creator, the Almighty Sovereign Man, the Man that it that has is so sovereign. He he's he's God over the highs and the lows. He's God over the mountain and the valley. His obedience to the Man who made it all is going to satisfy you. It's going to satisfy your soul so much more. Than it that that anything this world can do for you. Um, our our fifth fifth line of defense um, is the helmet of salvation, which I'll give you a tidbit too, which is really interesting. The helmet of salvation when you when you go into Hebrew, it's actually this would read the helmet of of Yeshua. Now, as you know. The New Testament is written in Greek, so it obviously didn't say Yeshua, but the helmet of Yeshua. And you'll see that Jesus in the New Testament was actually written Lezus. And then in the Old Testament, if he were to be if his name were to be transcribed or transliterated from English to Greek then to to Hebrew, it would it would read Yeshua. So our salvation comes through comes through Jesus, whose name would be transliterated as Yeshua. Um, but Moving on here now, the helmet is what protects us from a death blow. Uh, uh, our brains are, are precious things. That's where everything comes from. Everything stems from our brain. Stems from the mind. And like it says in James, uh, James 1.14, but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. So picture you're fishing right here. You got your lure out there. Yeah, you set the you, you cast out your line, and it's you you catch a fish and you're luring it in. So now you're caught. You're caught by your your own desires. You know your earthly desires. That's why it's so important to pray upon the Lord to to put His desires on your heart, not our own, so that we can we can look towards His what He wants from us, and not what what our our flesh wants. Um, but any, moving forward here, we, you know, you're a fish, you're caught, you got the hook in your mouth, now you're lured, you're enticed by your desire. Um, and then when the desire uh, is conceived, it'll give birth to sin. 
And sin is when it is fully grown and it brings forth death. Uh, by death there, he doesn't mean physical. Could mean physical, depending on what it is, but uh, could mean also, it is mainly talking about spiritual death. Uh, death. But when you're lured in, that is, that's only the first part of it now. Now you, you, you see the lure, you, or you see it, you go to it, because it looks enticing, it's got your desire on it. You know, it's got that nice worm on the hook. Uh, and you've looked at it, so now it's a thought. You know, your thoughts moving, your your chest, you're burning up. You got that thought coming in, and it, here we are. Now your mind is exposed to it. Now your mind is stuck on it, and it, it's why it's so important to keep to 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 call in Jesus to him and be like, "Hey, I know this isn't from you. Please take this thought from me. I don't want this thought, or uh, or do what you do what you can. You know, and like it says about about." Sexual temptation, not to flee from it, uh, should also be fleeing from, from all temptation, all sin. Uh, obviously, sexual is more important to, to talk about, but um, the the mind is is so so important because that's where everything stems from. Our actions come from our mind first. Our thoughts, our thoughts start as the start of everything. It's the seed planted for our actions. So, to, so we have to protect our minds with the helmet of salvation, knowing we're saved, knowing the gospel, knowing the word, having it written on our heart, having it written on our mind. Um, because, and it, the helmet will protect us from a death blow, a death blow to our faith and everything. Uh, something to keep in mind would be that in Christ we can never be completely defeated. This is like I was saying earlier, you know, they can, we can lose our flesh but our spiritual, our spiritual life lives on forever in Jesus. Like Paul writes in Romans eight thirty nine, he says, uh, there or eight thirty eight thirty nine, death nor life nor angel ruler, uh, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else, in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Um, so let that let that help you, and uh, let it give you confidence that we are victorious. Because uh, I'll, I'll I'll say it to the day I die that we are fighting from victory. Christ has the victory, and we live in Christ. Christ in us, and we are fighting from victory, not for it. You've already won. Uh, so our, our next our next piece here is going to be the sword of the spirit. Uh, this is an offensive and defensive weapon. And the, it's the Word of God. The Sword of the Spirit is the Word of God given by the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's used primarily for offense, but it's going to be for defense too. The, the, the Sword of the Spirit defends against attacks on the truth, so attacks against our faith, attacks on, on the Word of God, the legitimacy of it all. Um, whatever it may be. And it destroys strongholds and false beliefs. Paul writes to the church of Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 4, uh, For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. And continuing on, he says they destroy arguments, lofty opinions raised against knowledge of God. Um, and it, takes, it tells us that, you know, we have to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ, and punish everything that is disobedient. 
Um, so anything that is that is not from this is why our thoughts are so so important. Our thoughts can't you know don't let the negative thoughts get the best of you. Uh, always you know if you don't if, if all else before anything else actually you get a thought that you're not sure of you get a thought that that's gonna drag you down. Remember first off, Jesus has overcome it. Second, pray, pray on it. Third, something I like to keep in mind all the time that helps me get through. I'm going to give to you guys is you got over a thousand minutes in a day. Don't let one bad minute affect the other 999 plus minutes in the day. Um, but the, the sword of the spirit it, it destroys these strongholds. Our weapons, the our weapon, the sword of the spirit is is divine. It's it's the divine word of God, God breathed word, um, Holy Spirit inspired word that helps us fight against. And destroy the strongholds, the chains. You know, I don't know if you ever heard the joke of why Jesus isn't allowed in the jewelry stores because he breaks all the chains. He uh, so with that with that in mind, hold on to the sword of spirit. This is why it's so important that we are reading our Bibles daily. Like I say, if it's just a chapter a day, so be it. Just get going in it. Get get closer to God. He is he wants to be closer to you, and the best way to get closer to him is by reading his word. And finding out who he is. Um, so now, it, with the sword of the spirit and the, the armor of God on, so now we're at the attacking part. We're on offense. So we, we're suited up. We got the sword of the spirit at our waist. We're pulling it out. We're about to attack. But what are we attacking? We're attacking opinions. We're attacking ideologies. And we're attacking worldviews. Um, we're attacking all these things that that place themselves. In contention with the Word of God, uh, anything that is that that goes against the Word of God, so any, anything that that promotes anything about murder and um, sexual sexual immorality and abuse and lying and stealing, whatever it may be, uh, we're, we're using the Word of God to fight against it. Not only when when someone's telling us it, we're using it in movies, music books, everyday life, everything we do, we should be using the sword of the spirit to, to help us not be influenced by that. Um, we all have our own, you know, secret, secret liking of secular music or movies or whatever it is. I'll tell you right now, I'm a big metal head. I, I love my, my heavy, heavy metal music, all that kind of stuff. And that is some, some, some bad secular music, but as much as I limit it for myself, I do do every once in a while give into it. I'll be completely transparent with everyone, and uh, but it is something that I know I will listen to lyrics about when I'm listening, and I can use the sort of spirit to counteract that thought, because clearly there's a reason I'm sitting there and I'm really dissecting the lyrics, and clearly there's a reason. Um, uh, clearly there's the reason I'm doing it, so I have to use the sort of spirit to combat. Anything negative or false that's saying against me and how I should how I should feel and talk and think. So just as much as we're attacking, we are also deflecting. And Jesus gave us a great example of this, um, and this is really gonna put it in for all you people who, who, not not trying to call anyone out, but all the ones that are are not really that don't that continuously say I don't really have time to read. Um, even Jesus himself, you know, he is the son of God. He, it is written all over him. He is the living, he's, he's living the law out perfectly. He's living everything out perfect. And uh, he even goes, it is written. 
he doesn't come out at seeing in the desert in the 40 days in the desert 40 days 40 nights in the desert and say i say or 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 this is how i'm gonna fight you he's not using his own words he's using scripture directly to fight against satan's attacks um, we're tempted constantly to 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 doubt god doubt to make him a finite being and not an infinite we're limiting his power we're limiting that he's going to come through for us that he's jehovah jireh that he's going to provide for us that he's jehovah rapha that he's going to heal us and help healing and we're doubting him in all these ways, and it's something that we need to to avoid. And the best way to do it is the sword of the spirit. And um, he also it also makes us want to neglect our spiritual duties. Um, we can use we can we can use the sword of the spirit to, to fight that because we do have spiritual duties. We, you know, time is not given or time is time is a blessing. It's a gift. The reason I'm breathing right now is a miracle alone. Um, it, it's only because of him. The reason the moon and the stars are out right now, and the sun will, you know, you know, God be it, uh, God will it. The sun will be up in the morning, is because of him. So, well, our, we have spiritual duties while we're here, and the main one is to to proclaim the gospel, and don't let fear and anxiety and all that stop you from doing it. I know it happens in my everyday life. I know it happens in all your everyday life. Like I say, you are not alone. We all go through it. It's all learning and stepping out in faith. Um, another thing, I'm going to try and shorten this up a little bit more, is compromising the gospel and being our own God. Those kind of, I feel, go hand in hand a little bit because when we compromise the gospel, when we when we make God seem like he compromises, like God is very black and white. He is, this is good, this is bad, this is good, this is bad. Not, oh, yeah, you can do this, but only a little bit. Like, not too much, like, no, he's not. There is no middle ground. There's no gray. There's no gray area. And when we step into the gray area, we're kind of saying, "Oh yeah, you know, Scripture kind of says this, so I guess I can do it." If and that that's not how how we're supposed to do it. We got use the sword of the spirit and combat that, and really use what the spirit, what the uh, the word says, um, and let others help help liberate you from the deception. Let go to others, talk to them, and uh, use the word that they can give you and the, the wisdom and knowledge they can give you to fight everything you are going through. And most important of all, do not drop your drop your sword. Keep the sword at your waist. Keep the sword out and active and fighting, destroying the enemy's attacks. The last offensive weapon is prayer. And prayer is spiritually approaching the throne of God. You know, the all-sovereign, creator of all, unchanging, powerful, Holy created man, or created he he created man uh, from dust. He split the Red Sea. He, he he sacrificed his own son. You are literally you're. This is who you're encountering in prayer. He has done it all. He is sovereign over all. Like I said, the mountains and the valleys, your highs, your lows, every little thing, the birds in the air, the rocks on the ground, the breath in your lungs. He is sovereign. He is God over all. That is who we're approaching in prayer. If you don't think he can move a mountain for you, like Jesus says, it takes a, 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 a mustard seed of faith. If you don't think he's going to do that, I don't know who you're reading about when you read. Because this man will literally do anything for the children that he loves, that he has. Um, we access the throne of grace through prayer. And by doing so, we're relying on his strength. We're telling him, look, we need you. I need you to come through. 
I need you to provide Jehovah Jireh. I need you to provide for me right now. I need you to make a way. He is a way maker. Call on him. And, and above all, keep alert with perseverance. Pray unceasing. Um, as the enemy, you know, he, he, he's out there. He's out there prowling around. Pray not only for yourself and, and pray to God about helping you, but pray for everyone else. Pray for the, the, the church body as a whole um, to help us all fight it. We all need each other's prayers. We need the prayers above all else too for the world right now, those who are, who are still in the darkness, not walking in the light. Um, pray for the, the church, the, the ones that are under, under persecution. Um, we got it nicely made here in America. We don't have to worry about much. Um, things can get hairy, but we're not being persecuted like they are in other areas where Christianity is straight up illegal, like in China. Um, pray for those. Uh, pray for the ones that are wounded by the enemy right now, going through either deconstruction or questioning their faith or, or not knowing where to go next. Not knowing, not being sure if Jesus is truly the way that are doubting the resurrection, that are doubting the word, that are, are, are trying to see, like, no, I really just don't think this is right. Pray for him. The, the enemy's doing everything he can right now to hold back them from experiencing true freedom in Christ. Um, and, and one thing to, to remember every day is you are at war. We as a church are at war. That is why it is so imperative we put on the armor of God and keep the sword of the Spirit out at all times um, and make it a priority. I come to God in, in thanksgiving for helping us stay well-equipped. Uh, and and, and I, I, I thank God for our eternity being secure in Christ no matter what. That We as a Christian vow is to always fight and you know push on. And he never said that uh, a battle won't be lost. That's something to keep in mind. You're not gonna win every battle. We're not perfect. We are living in a fallen world. Um, every battle will not be won. You're gonna fall into temptation. You're gonna fall into thinking those thoughts you never thought you were gonna think again. You're going to fall and trip and stumble because in the moment your desires, you said, you know what? I'm choosing it this time. I haven't done it in a long time. But I'm choosing it right now. Um, or, or even just when we slip up and we're so, we're just having a rough day and the peace is being disrupted of our, in our hearts and we choose to react in anger and strife. Or we choose to, you know, that person's been making us mad. I'm going to slander him a little bit. Gossip about him a little bit. Um, not every battle is going to be won. We're going to give in. We're going to fall down. We're going to trip. But the war, the war is won in the end. Christ has the victory. Forever remember that. Forever keep that written on you. And, and the scars that we walk around with now are our battle scars. But the only scars in heaven are on, are on the hands and feet of Jesus. Above all, rely on the strength of Christ. 
Um, we're gonna grow tired. We're gonna grow weary. Uh, but Isaiah forty thirty one, it tells us those who wait for the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not be faint. And that's something that I hold very dear to my heart. And the more, be waiting on the Lord. Be patient. I had that all day. I want to talk about patience. I'm trying really hard. I just, this is going to be a very, very long episode. So I hope you guys are at this point. You listened all the way through. Um, but patience is, waiting on the Lord is imperative. Uh, waiting on the Lord, trusting his ways over ours. Um, it's going to make everything so much better for us. Take courage. Take heart. Take comfort in God. Take refuge in Him. When, when the storm gets wild, He'll be your peace. Above all, take up the whole armor of God that you might be able to, to, to withstand in the evil day, having done all, and standing firm. Um, in, in a day like today, I had a, uh, a very, very um, peaceful day, if you will. Um, and peaceful, not around me wasn't peaceful, but in my mind and in my heart, I was at peace all day. And I felt God really talking to me today. And my heart is, is full of sorrow. And disbelief, um, and, and I will, I'll even tell you, it's full of stress at the state of this nation right now and the state of the world. And uh, I pray that, that we as a church can come together and, and show love and compassion for those fighting on both sides of the political spectrum um, whether whether you're listening right now and you're pro-life or pro-choice um, first off there's no compromise in God's word second off I love you no matter what <laughs> and I hope that the rest of the church body can can feel the same same way that no matter what it is and um, if you've been down that road before, you are more than loved and accepted um, in this in this area, this atmosphere here, especially, but in, in the Christian church. There are many who react to, to this topic and other topics with, with anger and with strife. And they, they come out so harsh. They push people away from, from God. And that's not who Jesus is. Jesus is not angry about it. Jesus ate with sinners. He just did not condone their sin. He did not he did not enforce it. He did not promote it. He he when when Jesus is Jesus is always the, the honored guest at my table. Um you can come and sit with me and I don't care if you really believe or not, but Jesus is next to me the whole time, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk and act like that is that is what's going on and I, I i hope you guys listening too will will keep that in mind next time you go to have a have conversations and hang out with friends and whatnot 
um, that are non-believers and so forth. But the church in the world needs a lot of prayer right now. And I pray that uh, for you guys all that, that you put on this armor of God and it, I felt very, like I said, very, that it was very needed to, to talk about it today. Um, it's very needed to put it on. That we're, Christianity is going to be seeing all kinds of attacks more than it already does. Especially, especially with what's happening right now in the world and what's happening right now in, in America. Um. But uh, like I say, keep keep God close to you. Always be seeking Him. I'm I'm merely just someone who's who's speaking an audible version of His word to help you guys and help myself even in, in my faith walk. Um, I'm truly I'm truly blessed to be able to to be able to have this platform to be able to talk to you all about these things and to help you guys out and it, it reinforces my faith also. And I pray that, that your armor doesn't have any have any flaw to it. I pray that that you you will you will take this message today and you'll go back and examine your own your own scripture, if you will. Um, that, and you'll you'll see it. You start opening up your Bible. I hope today's today's message really helps you open up your books. Really drives you to be like, you know what? It's I, I want to know God better. I need I need that peace. Once you experience that peace, uh, this is the only place you're gonna find it. Uh, it's a peace like no other. It's a satisfaction like no other the world can provide for you. And I pray, believer and not believer yet uh, alike will will take today's message and and run with it and and come to the Lord with it and. And really move forward in a way that peace is going to be what guides your heart and guides your mind. That, that like what I talked about last week, the integrity that that we we remain in, uh, integral in in all situations, work, family, relationships, friendships, in all areas. Um, and we continuously to call on the on the on the Lord. Um, and like I said, I was talking to someone yesterday about it. And when you, when we're praying. Also, we're praying for strength. We're talking to God, but don't let it all be all blue text or let it all be green text, depending if you have an iPhone or or Android. Um, don't let it all be all be one color. Let God speak back to you, and and believe it out of faith. If you're unsure if it, if it's if it's God speaking or you, line it up with Scripture. If it's Scripture, write it down. Always write it down. Write down your dreams. Write down, write down words you hear, and then re-examine them. Really apply it one to your life. Two, pray about it, and three, wait for a miracle to, to be happening right before your eyes. You're, you might forget about it, but then at one, some point you're gonna come across it, and you're like, man, that's awesome that that this miracle that that God actually performed this miracle. He's a man of His word. He's a man of His promise, and. Um, he's a life changer. He really is. Uh, I want to just a quick little blessing for you guys out of numbers. I pray, Father God, may I, I pray 
I pray, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. And that's uh, out of Numbers 6, 24 through 26. I pray you all have a, a blessed rest of your night, blessed rest of your day, whatever time you listen to this. Um, and, and, and keep the armor of God on. We need it more than ever. Love you guys.